Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Another episode of Morelia Python Radio. We are four days away from the 2015 Northeast Carpet Fest. Holy crap! 
Four days away, Owen. I can't believe it's that time of year again. Um, I should pretty excited. I need, about I need to clean things. I can't be sitting around talking to you. <laughs> <and a half. laughs> yes, yes. The dre- <laughs> the uh, the whole cleaning is uh, is probably quite the project. I swear to God, I've cleaned more of my house uh, for the impending carpet fest than I did for when my mother came over for like Mother's Day. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's. Well, you have like, to make I'm an impression on your fellow Morelia. I do. I do. It's like, you know, it's like I didn't have to scrub the snake room top. To, like I told you, I think I'm taking off layers of my BBC cages. But it's like, you know, mom doesn't give a shit what the snakes look like. I'm like, oh, God, people are coming to judge my snake room. So, you know, it's full freaking bore. I mean, I mean, you've seen my room numerous times over the years sure so yeah you have nothing but, to worry about you're fine oh, but, but uh, I, I can understand the excitement <laughs> oh dear god it's like and i love it because it's like i'm like oh you know like 10 people i'm like there's gonna be 30 something people if everybody yeah, now i know there are some people who are not going to be able to make it who said that they are going to come but preliminary uh-huh. stuff is that we're getting into the 30s yeah, and I'm like, crap. Where are people going to put their cars? So it's like there are several things that are weighing on my mind right now. So, you know, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I know. If you're a random person now who's like, I would like to see pictures of this animal, and I don't get back to you, there's a reason for that, and I apologize. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, you are. It's some things right now are so low on the totem pole of my thinking. It's gone. So, you know, it's but. I mean, I, I I sent you pictures. I finished up my bar last night. Oh, it looks awesome, it, man! I wanted to do with it, yeah. So that's yeah. done, and then I finished my uh, giant ass display tank uh, in my living room that I really wanted to get finished before Carpet Fest. So that's right. done, and I'm actually going to have a residence in it. Um, nice. Or like, I don't have like it's mainly it's for my diamond pythons when they get old enough, but. Uh-huh. I sent my diamond pythons over to my buddy Andrew's place, and he is low on case. So he's actually sending his peach throat monitor, who's going to be in the tank during carpet fest. So it's like, holy nice. crap, this is getting kind of this is getting kind of awesome. So you know, yeah. there's several things that we're working at. Plus, you know, the auction's going strong. You and I are talking back and forth, and it's like, I think didn't we decide that I was doing this in like December? And it's like, holy crap, we're here we go. Yeah, it's here. So, <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Owen bought a house just for this purpose. I did. I'm <laughs> the only reason. On it, like next month, but you know, I'm holding on to it so that we can do this here. So yeah. it's um, it's just it's one of those things that it's like uh, this is the first carpet fest that I've had this I mean, that we've had up here. Normally, you and I arrive we help set up and we do other things. We've always had them at Howard's place, but yeah. it's like, you know, now I got the, you know, I got a taste of what Howard had to do. It sucks. <laughs> but, um, it's, uh, yeah. it's one of those things that it, it's all going to be worth it. Once everybody gets here, we'll have a really, really good time. So, well, I figure, I figure what's going to happen probably, you know, I've been telling you that, uh, me and my wife are pretty, looking pretty hard for a house. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably what will happen is we'll just rotate it. 
Exactly. <laughs> one Next one year, year will be at my place. Next year will be at your place, you know? Perfect. See, and then you're going to get a new house, and then by next year, I'll be bored with this house, and I'll just get another one. And then we'll just keep getting new houses and having Here's the advantage. in it. Here's the advantage that I have that you and Howard don't have. Mm. I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's not listening to the show right now, is she? Because <laughs> I would tread lightly. But, um, yeah, you do have an extra set of hands to help you. I'm just me. I mean, the dog is worthless. He does nothing to help. So, and my father's even worse, uh, you know, than the dog. So. Did I lose you? Holy crap, I did. It's only the two of us and you went away. How did you mess this up? Hold on, let me see where you are. All right, well, Eric's gone again in the abyss, wherever it is he goes. So let's take this moment in time until he returns with the basic thing of if you are coming to CarpetFest, it is Saturday at 3 o'clock at my house, which is 136 Hopewell Street, Birdsboro, Pennsylvania, 19508. Um, do not show up before 3 o'clock because that is when the event starts. Uh, if you are coming, you are required to bring a dish or something to drink. Um, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, um, as far as food, uh, it's pretty open. Nobody bring any more shrimp. I have three people telling me they're bringing shrimp. No more damn shrimp. And this is why we ask you guys to check with us, because if you're wandering off out there and you think that you're going to do this, there could be other people bringing it. So please check with myself, check with Eric. Um, we're pretty good on entrees, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't welcome any more. Mostly we want people to bring side dishes, desserts, something else like that. Just bring food. But I'm telling you right now, stay away from shrimp. We don't need any more shrimp. Um, as far as alcohol, bring whatever you want, beer, liquor, things like that. Um, as far as accommodations, there are several hotels, motels in my area. If you want to look them up, just use my zip code, 19508. Um, or Birchboro, Pennsylvania. Thank God. Yeah, um, what happened there, man? It, it, it sometimes it just kicks you out or just loses you, which is funny as hell. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm steady talking to myself, and I, and I'm asking you. I'm like, wow, it's funny that you haven't said anything as of yet. I was, just, I was doing the same <laughs> thing. I made quite a few cracks there. I'm, I'm wondering why you aren't coming back. Um, but uh, yeah, wasted great material, didn't we? Anyway, yeah, but, that was oh. horrible. I know, but I said that it's, uh, I just took a moment to tell everybody to, you know, where it is, when it is, and what they're required to bring. And I told them that we're pretty open, just nobody bring any more shrimp. We got, we got shrimp coming, <laughs> we got shrimp shrimp. coming from Maine, and we got shrimp coming oh, from God. Texas. No more shrimp, okay? Um, we got, we're pretty open to everything else. Um, I have some things here, but, you know, I'm looking mainly for drinks and side dishes and things like that, so... Let us know if you're on the fence about what to bring. I'll tell you, point you in the right direction. It might even be something simple like, can you please go get 10 bottles of soda and come with a bunch of Solo Cups? Done. So Yeah, there you go. 
yeah, if you don't contact me and you run off there and you bring shrimp, I'll kill you. So uh, either way, we'll get it done, and uh, it should shape it up to be a really, really good time. Um, Just, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm also, you know, nervous. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a good time. So I guess what we should say is there's kind of uh, quite a few uh, newbies into the – Carpet Python slash Morelia world, and mm. um, this is your opportunity to come and sort of uh, hang out with uh, you know uh, a group of people that's into the same things that you're into. I'm sure um, there will be uh, some heated debates and some awesome conversations <laughs> and some. Uh, you know, I, I can just think of all the uh, the things. The the ones from previous years. About. Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always, always a good time. Uh, you know, it's cool to hear. It, it, it's imagine like if you think of, I guess, I guess you could use Facebook in today's day and age, but imagine uh, like or a forum in the old school, and and you're like reading these post after post, and like uh, on a on a on a given topic. And this is kind of like the live version of, you know what I mean? It's kind of Pretty like much. It's, it's, it's in real time, you know, and, and I don't know what could be better than, I don't know. I don't know about you, but it's like when you're around people in your normal life, you know, it's hard to get them to get as excited as you get about snakes and mm-hmm. uh, reptiles, you know? So like, we call them normal around, people. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as you're <laughs> around somebody that like, you can talk to him about that. You just you 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 light like a firecracker, man. The you're like, oh, 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 and you just spill out. It just goes. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and then you have the fun. It's almost like when you realize that you know, when one of your friends shows like this little flash of interest, and you end up like, and you don't realize that you're bombarding them with everything all at once, yeah. and you're like, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. But <laughs> this, this is a party of people like that, and I promise you, no one's going to ask you if you have any snakes on you. Uh, no yeah. one's going to be like, oh, my God, when you say, yeah. oh, yeah, I got this, this, and this. This is all very like-minded people. And what I kind of attribute it to is it's very much uh, the atmosphere of, that is Tinley Park after hours, um, which yeah. is like everybody gets to hang with each other. I mean, what is it, this? this past Tinley Park, I ended up, like, drinking with Howard and Jason a few nights, ended up going to a uh, um, – one of those Japanese hibachi restaurants with uh, Howard, uh, Jason, Andrew, and a few other people. And it was like one of those, you know, it's hangout time for reptile people. Um, so yeah, and it's what one the of those cool things. Thing is, yeah, what the cool thing is, is like you look at, uh, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, what was it? Last week, maybe a week and a half ago, uh, me and Zach headed over to uh, to Matt's. Uh, place yeah. to take some pictures uh, of his uh, Borneos and uh, his bloods. And uh, when we were there, you know, we're taking the pictures, whatever. <clears throat> um, afterwards, we go, you know, we look at his snakes and whatnot. And we're going through and just, you know, looking at, at stuff. And then we headed out back and basically we just sat down. We had a couple beers. We sat and we just talked snakes. We talked about, you know, everything from you know, uh, breeding to different species to, 
uh, you know, what we think of uh, what's going on in the market. And, and then we veered off on a conversation about, you know, like uh, about normal life and stuff. And mm. then go back into snakes and then it's back onto another topic. And Oh, yeah. Well, there's no such thing as a short visit to, to a snake friend's house. I mean, there's no such thing. That never happened. I no. mean, I mean, there's and, been some times where you're like, oh, I'm coming over to pick up this thing. I'm like, okay. And then, like, an hour later, I'm like, don't you have to, like, go? <laughs> so it's well, like, yeah. What was crazy yeah. is, it, like, I get I get up for work at 4 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. I have work 4 o'clock in the morning the next day. And next thing I know, it's like, God, I think it was, like, 1 o'clock when we left there. Holy. And, you know, I, <laughs> it was just, like, it, and... You know, I'm 41 years old, so like, like when I was 21, where I could just roll like, yo, man, that's cool. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know, you know how. I mean, I'm putting Zach in charge of getting your ass into the car for WrestleLand. I mean, because. <laughs> well, you know, it's. I mean, if you wake up in the parking thing. lot, it's a good day. I mean, that's fine. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, this is the the other. Yeah, I know, right? This is the other crazy thing is that. Um, you know, somebody like Zach says this all the time, but and sometimes I want to say like, "Yo, dude, am I supposed to get offended by this or what?" But anyway, <laughs> like I don't. Sometimes I don't know how to take it, but he's like, you know, me and Eric would never be friends in real life, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I think what he means is is that there's such a huge age gap between me and Zach. He's in his early 20s. There's, there's I'm, in my, a, I'm in my early 40s. So there's nearly like a 20-year 20 20 age gap between you and me. I mean, no, I mean, what? I'm you're 29. 29. You're, <laughs> oh, there's a 10-year age gap, damn it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not 29 <laughs> but, yet. Whoa, buddy. So, but, um, yeah, but even, even, even that, like, to me, you're more, you're more, like, closer to my age, whereas Zach is, like, my little brother. You know, it's yeah. my little brother's age, so like, you know, it's like, in, it, well, it, it's definitely it's weird, weird that you have... would be able to sit down and and be able to talk with somebody that normally, probably in your everyday life, I, I would be his boss. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so you'd be more of an authoritative <laughs> figure. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, right. all right, I got you. I mean, and it's one of those things of like, you, you know, the 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 snakes are definitely the bridge between a lot of different people. And it's it is fun like that, and it's weird like that. It, it is funny and odd that it's like these are the things that bring you together with other people. And I definitely enjoy Carpet Fest for that main thing. It's like this is, you know, Carpet Fest is like hanging out at somebody's table times 10. So all yeah. the knowledge you gain, all the experience you gain, all the connections that you gain from hanging out at someone's table till God knows when during the show – at Carpet Fest is that times ten, yeah. and you know it. Uh, the thing I would recommend to everybody is just relax, have a good time. Uh, yeah. I would geek out over Jason Balin probably for about ten minutes and then leave him alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eric, you can follow him the entire day. Um, he would just be so happy if you followed him around and talked to him about passion. Um, actually, don't even <laughs> yeah. let him sit down; just keep talking. Because I would enjoy that more than him. But um, there's, you know, it's it's going to be one of those things of like everyone's going to be together and it's going to be fun. And that's, um, 
it, 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 it kind of opens up a lot of stuff. And you can, if you're smart, you make some connections, you'll make some friends, and you can take it with you, and you can help expand your own experience within Morelia through Carpet Fest. You can also get really, yeah. really hammered. But if you puke on my carpet, I will kill you. I'm just telling you right now. Death. Death. <laughs> death. Immediate death. So, um, that's not, it's, yeah, well, that, that, that's obviously, but, um, yeah. also the cool part is, is that, you know, when, when I started with carpet pythons, I only really got the experience of seeing other people's carpet pythons for the ones that they brought to the shows, as well as online pictures as in my own animals. So it's cool now. Cause it's like, I'm open. People are allowed to come in and check out my collection. I'm all for that. I'll let you handle some of the animals as well. Um, and there's some animals that I know some people have never really even seen in person. Uh, the olive pythons are good. Rough scales. Max are here. The rough scales. Um, some scrub pythons. And then the white lips. It's like they're all here and it's all, you know, if you had some interest in these animals, it would be kind of cool to check them out. Uh, I will definitely let you check them out. Um, and... I think it would be cool. I, I, if if Carpet Fest was something when I first started into Carpet Pythons, I would have been so awesome. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no, it wasn't. So take advantage of this. <laughs> Carpet Fest started because I remember reading on MT about I don't know. It was one of like it was somebody like Nick Button or like one of those type guys. Yeah, and. um they were talking about having a get together, and I think they were talking about doing it in Vegas. And uh, you know, it just never, it never came to fruition. Like nobody ever, people nobody talk ever about took the initiative. Stuff. Exactly, people talk about that stuff all the time. And you maybe had yeah. a few people who'd get together who lived in close proximity, but nobody ever did a big thing. And then our dumbasses showed up and decided. Yeah. To go through with Let's it. Do and it. Yeah. yeah, the first Carpet Fest, um, God, that was a clusterfuck. I mean, like, there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was this, there was that. The auction was, like, people's animals, like, expensive animals are going for, like, 10 bucks. I mean, it was horrific. <laughs> but now, here's, um, how it's, here's how it's went so far, if I remember correctly. The first but, Carpet Fest, the auction, you were hammered. I was. And I was so, yeah. I'll admit I was trash. Yeah, you were drinking like I don't know some kind of scotch or something. <laughs> like no, I was drinking. Crazy. I was. What the hell was I drinking? I was drinking. I think I was drinking the rum, the 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 Kraken, which I have a bottle and it's mine. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was drinking the Kraken, and I do this thing where you know certain people will test this that I'll mix the drink, and then I'll um, drink, and then by the time it gets to about a quarter of the way empty, I'll just refill it, and then I'll keep right. drinking. And then I right. never really have, like, an empty cup. And then all of a sudden, I, like, put the cup down and I go to stand and then I fall over. So it's like, <laughs> I know this is what I do. I'm not going to stop it anytime soon. But, you know, it's just one of those things. So yeah, the first, first, first auction, first carpet fest, I was destroyed. Yes. Yeah. Second and the carpet. next one, I got You sick. were sick. You were sick. You were, like... Dying of Ebola next to me or something like that. It was yeah. you. You you got sick the day before you were done, um, if I yeah. remember correctly, and then you were just trying to hang on for dear life throughout all of Carpet Fest. 
Oh, and, yeah. Because uh, the oh, weather yeah. was shitty. Oh, yeah, it was bad. But it was then, raining. last year, oh, my God. Last, last year, you I, got hammered. <laughs> I was telling somebody this story. And, oh, my God. So if, you, if you've just started listening to the show, you'll hear this for the first time. If not, it's a funny story anyway, at least I think. It yeah, is. you'll hear it again. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm drinking... Uh, uh, some kind of 9.8% beer. And I'm just slamming them down all day long. Just like drinking them like they're water. Bah, bah, bah. Life is good. I think I offered some, I signed something in the book that I'm going to give somebody away. I think Scott's going to get like this uh, rare project. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, you, yeah, brought, you brought, you, you brought your magic you. phone book and I started I, writing I'll things trade. in there. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I will trade you this carpet python for a pair of Sabu pythons. And he's like, get the hell out of here. I said, I'm writing and in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's in the book. It's it's a done deal, man. There's nothing. You can't go back on the work of the book. Uh, um, I love it so, because, for, like, years from now, while you're going through, like, making pairs, you're going to turn a page and it's just going to say, like, in the middle, Owen is awesome. Because I, like, <laughs> went through and picked random pages and just doodled on them. So... Like like three years from there, you'd be like son of a bitch. So damn it, god um, damn it. So uh, I remember. Well, that was another story. The whole crab incident, but I won't go into that. <laughs> That's a whole other separate story. Short story. But, long story short, Eric ate the lungs of the crab because he was too drunk to pay attention during the um, tutorial. So. Yeah, this is true. Um, yep, yep. I, was, I was too hungry and too drunk, so I just yep. I just ate it. Um, yep. Anyway, so we get to we usually do the auction. I don't know what's it like six or seven o'clock. So it's like six three, or seven o'clock. Four yeah. hours in. We and, want you uh, all hammered so you'll part with your money faster. So yeah, so we're sitting here doing it at the beginning of the auction. Life is good, you know. I'm right. at that. I'm at that like really good buzz feel, like you know, like I'm on top of the world. You're channeling your Philly boy. I mean, you had the accent. You had the oh, hands yeah, moving great. around. You were yeah. you were full blown Philly right there, and that's yeah. usually where you're good and loud. I thought, uh, and you then, know, pe- people are like, you know, oh, you know, they're laughing. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this is great. You know, people are laughing at my jokes. So yeah, yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> going on. I'm like, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I am a funny guy, man. This is great. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and uh, next thing I know, we get to like, I think it was like three quarters of the auction. I yeah. got Weird Gecko Guy to... uh Nick Esposito. Yeah, I call him Weird Gecko Guy. <laughs> and like that's, what his, that's normally what his shirt says, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I get him, and I'm like, yo, dude, I got to go. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, you need to sit next to Owen, and I got to go. <laughs> he's like, yeah. um, uh, you sure? I was like, I got to go. I got to go now. So I'm going to get up. And you're gonna sit in my seat, and I get up and I start walking out the door, and the dude sits down, and you like turn over, and you're like, "What the hell just happened to Eric?" Because you got go? really, you got really quiet, and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm like, well, I'm like, maybe he's starting." And I turn around, there's somebody else. I'm like, "The fuck just happened?" I'm like, "Where'd Eric go?" <laughs> and yeah. then I, and then I, he goes, "Uh, he went outside." I'm like, "Outside," and then you apparently were outside getting sick, so. Yeah. I knew that in any second I was going to be 
going to be done. throwing my guts up. So I ran outside, and I threw up, and I felt, you know, felt so much better. I was like, oh, yeah, I felt great. But then I got tired. So I walked to the back, like, like Howard's door, yeah. to his, uh, like his kitchen, and that's where me and you usually sat was, like, right in the kitchen. And we look, I look in, and I see you there, and I'm like, screw that. I'm going to lay down in my car. And I had the foresight to lock the lock doors the door. of the car because I knew what would un- unfold if I did not lock the doors well, actually, of the car. I was going through the pictures of old Carpet Fest, and there is one of you curled in like a ball in the front seat of the car, and the caption yeah. underneath is "Smart son of a bitch, lock the door." <laughs> yep, because <laughs> it was like, and then like because. Uh, after the auction was over, I'm like, where the hell did Eric go? He got sick. Well, what's he doing now? He's sleeping. I'm like, is he in the back? No, he's in the car. I'm like, he's in the car sleeping. <laughs> and so I'm like, yes. Oh, he's done. I don't care. He's doing something. And he would lock the door. So what we were going to do was wrap your car completely in saran wrap so that you were stuck in the car. But then I ended up wrapping Howard's car instead. So I just kind of let it go. Yeah. It was pretty so, funny. Yeah, but it was that was that was – a really great time, and each carpet fest is a really, really good time. So yeah, and I'm excited that I'm it's sure. here, and I'm excited that we're having it again. I mean, when I'm we sure had the first one, it's like you ever honestly think that you'd have two, three? This is the fourth one now. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of like I have my I have my finger like the tip of my finger into other Python worlds. And I don't really see um, too many other groups really kind of do this type of thing. Uh, we really took a page from the Condro folks. Exactly. Seem to have done this for quite a few times. And they, you know, I, I don't know, they just seem really tight-knit as a community. And I think this is the kind of things that you should do, especially with, you know, I don't know, some of the things you see today kind of like i don't know if it's facebook and i'm sure we'll probably talk about this at carpet fest but you know the <clears throat> it's like kind of fragmented and you know there's like uh little clicks that have that have popped up and you know it's i think that when you get together with people you get to relate to them on a whole nother level um and as opposed just to just talking to them on facebook you know? agreed and, and you know just because you're you think one way or you have this mentality about the carpet pythons, you're really into this thing, and you have your little group of friends, doesn't mean we all can't come together, have some fun, have a few drinks, have a few laughs, and enjoy ourselves. That's the basic part of it. So it's like definitely want to check any egos you might have at the door. This is carpet fest. It is just fun. Yeah, I think I think one of the problems that you see a lot of times is you see like these new people that are that are on Facebook and they come on and and they've they've done some research and they've had some experience and they you know some newbie will put up a question and they'll say you know my snake has whatever what do I do and then I I actually started paying attention to this because me Matt and Zach were talking about this the the, the other day and um, you know person comes on and they think like what they're saying because they read this in a book or they read this you know from heard from a breeder it's like this is the only way to do something you know and then a new an older breeder somebody that's been doing it for 20 years that has had 
all the different types of experiences and all the different, uh, you know, situations that could pop up comes on and gives their opinion, and then automatically this new person starts arguing with the older person. And it's not that the new person uh, doesn't have, uh, you know, knowledge of that kind of stuff. It's just that they come off, and I don't know if it's just how it translates online, but they come off like they're the, you know, like they know know better. You know, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like mm, I don't know, dude. You you bred like three pairs, you know, three clutches, and I don't think listen, you really earned listen, the right I, to come along I and say what you're saying is gold. Three corn snakes and a carpet python. I know more than you, person who's been doing it for thirty years. Like, um, no. what? <laughs> no. And it's, it's definitely and it's not to say. I, I think sometimes on the flip side of that, I think sometimes you, you don't give credit where credits do. Yeah, you know. I think sometimes that they don't necessarily want to have an open mind. And I understand because what you've been doing for the past 20 years has seemed to work, and why change it, you know? I mean, um, I really respect guys like Buddy, you know, who I remember him saying about how his temperatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, all of a sudden when this kind of new wave in the in the hobby of keeping lower temperatures came along, um, I don't know. It, it seemed like a new wave to me. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but it's it's like something that caught on. That's like, oh well, maybe we're keeping these things too hot, you know. And like, you know, he just he he kind of assessed the situation, looked at his animals, and said, well, yeah, maybe this is maybe this is something that that could be true. And let me let me try to apply it to my situation. So it, it's one of those things of like you need to be respectful, but then also on the flip side, other people need to keep an open mind. Where yeah. Yeah, these things, this this stuff that we are involved in, it is is fluid. It's always constantly changing and moving as we learn more about the animals. Also, as technolo- technology advances, and we can offer different things. So it's you know, but but and, but it's even so hard to narrow it down to. There's so many parameters that take place from room to room, from, from city to city, from environment to environment, from just animal to animal, and. You know, you don't really you sort you sort of do a disservice to the to the community um, when or new people when you kind of don't give them that perspective. Um, right, that, or you do the whole like breeding is easy. You do this, this, and this. I'm like, well, yeah, you do that. What do I got to do? Though? <laughs> right. You know? Well, I think part of that you should earn. You know what I mean? Of I don't think I don't I don't know if necessarily everything should be handed to you because I think when when that happens it almost becomes a recipe for baking a cake. And I think that you have to erase that mindset, that that reptile, you know, care sheet mindset has to be erased. That's why we preach all the time about how it's so important to hook up with a breeder that you like. Um, that you can talk to, that you can build a relationship with, because later down the line, when you do go to, you know, um, say, like, say, say you you're in the market for, I don't know, let's say a jungle carpet python. Okay, so uh-huh. in the market for a jungle carpet python. Lots of people in the hobby have lots of jungle carpet pythons that, you know, uh, you can you can find many people. For instance, our good buddy Scott Borden, who as a uh, you know a, a thing up on the carpet fest, uh, he has some fabulous jungles, uh, and you know 
he if he was doing a breeding, this would be a guy that, that somebody like that that I would go to. Another guy that comes to mind is Andrew Paris. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if I was going to go buy a jungle, I want to buy it from somebody that later on down the line, if I have an issue, I mean, if I have any kind of issue, I can go to that person. You know, because right. I know how he is with his animals, and I know. Uh, his dedication to, uh, you know, I call it almost like a level of, uh, like, he's like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw out that word. He's like high-end, you know? There it is. <laughs> his, level of, his level of detail is there, you know? Um, well, it's so, a level of professionalism when it comes to that animal. I mean, obviously, if I want a jungle carpet python, or even if I want a jungle-like carpet python, I can find I can throw a rock and hit twelve of them, but then there's the whole thing of like, do I want certain bloodlines and do I want it from a certain person? I always would opt for going to somebody to get it that will be able to help you if something should arise, problem right, or at least stick by their product. You know, right. there's too many people out there who would just be like, well, you clearly did something wrong, bite me, and not be willing to help you at all. And I've actually been in a situation where that happened sometimes. Right. So, yeah, um, and, and you know, on the flip side of that too, I keep flipping the sides around. But on the flip side do. of this, this is, you know, like I think of look at it this way. I'm going to talk about Borneos and uh, and Bloods for a second. But you know, when I, when I was looking for a Borneo short tail, you know, basically I, my approach was the same way that I approach carpet pythons. It's like, okay, who has the best Borneo short tail python? Okay. Matt Minnetola has the best Borneos, hands down, that I see in the reptile hobby. Um, right. You know, people produce things that are similar, um, but for I, I don't know. To me, his his stuff just stands out, probably because we have similar taste and pattern and color and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but, you know, I don't want to have completely 100% his stock because then, really, I'm just replicating what he's... You know what I'm saying? So, like, right, then you're I want to step doing out of that a little bit. Right, yeah. right, right. So, so you I saw what you did when you got... Well, when you got your Borneos and Bloods, you bought from Matt, and then you asked Matt's help to find animals that would pair with, pair well. Correct. And he helps you. I mean, uh, that's what Buddy did with me and my chondros. You know, Correct. there was the moment after I got my first one where he kept sending me links to ones that were not even his, that weren't even for sale, for, like, you know, there weren't anything to do with him. And he was just, this one would go well with him. This one would go well with him. Do this one. He told me to contact Julie. He said to do this, that, and the other thing. It's like they, a good breeder will want to help you diversify your collection as well as give you the best kind of lead to because, uh, you know, deep down we all want to see each other do well when it comes to that thing. If I if you bought an animal from me and you tell me you want to pair it with something, I want to see you do well with it. You know, I right. want to see you produce something. If you're sitting there telling me that you're going to do this, 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 and some of that might not even be in my wheelhouse. Like if, if you told me that, that caramel I sold you, that you were going to go and use it for a breeding project with a chondro, it would hurt my soul, but it's like I want to see the best <laughs> animals come out of it. So it'd be like, well, if you're going to do chondros, go to this person, this person, this person, because they're going to give you the best chondros, and they're going to help you out with that. You know, 
the babies that come out might be abominations in my opinion, but somebody might find them cool looking and I want to see somebody succeed, especially if my animals are involved. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, <clears throat> again, that's, you know, I can't stress enough how important it is for a breeder and it's not because me and Owen are breeders. Or, I mean, we don't do this as a full-time job or anything like that. So Hell no. <laughs> it's not even like I'm even anywhere near making a profit for for me. So <laughs> it pays for food, and then I end up buying more snakes. So then it goes downhill. Yeah. So yeah, so it's not like it's not like I'm I'm ahead. Um, but I guess the thing the thing that I can't stress enough is just the importance of that because you can always go back to them and they can point you in a direction, especially if you can build a relationship with those people. Um, then, you know, you can, you, you know, you just, build, you build friendships, you know, and, yeah, and who knows I mean, going to come out of that friendship. And uh, The reptile industry can be a bitch sometimes. Yeah. It, it really, really can. And it's really good to have breeders and things that you, and people that you can rely on and that might even be willing to give you a helping hand. And yeah. the best way to do that is connections. You know, um, let me put it this way. Uh, Hamburg Reptile Show happens all the time, and numerous times I've had people come up to me out of the blue, introduce themselves, and talk to me for a little bit, and that's perfectly fine. Also, numerous times I've had people come out of nowhere and ask me favors because I'm at the Hamburg Reptile Show. Right. Uh, case in point, a few ones ago, some guy came up to me, and he said, do you have Macalots pythons? And I go, no, I don't have any. Uh, my female slugged out. He goes, you have a boy. I'm like, I have an adult male, but he's not for sale. Well, how about I send my girl over to you and you breed her for me? And then the next thing in on us was, and who are you again? Like, what? I never, you never even said your name. It's like, to have that happen is like, you got to be crazy. You know, talk to people, earn trust, build relationships, and then you can be like, hey, can you breed this? Can I send you this? Can I do that? Then breeding loans happen. You don't come out of nowhere and expect someone to trust you with their animals. So, you know, obviously you don't do that. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I've done breeding loans with people like Jason Balin, and, you know, I've done several with you now, and we're doing several freaking more. So it's like (laughs) after a while you can do that. I'm sending one animal to next year, and, think out of our little like group that always ends up talking during the day. The only one I'm not doing a breeding one with is Zach right now. So <laughs> give it time. Give it time. <laughs> I got I'm gonna run out and buy some some, you know, blue tongue skinks and he and I are gonna do that. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you had some shingle backs or some monkey tails. Oh if I oh yeah, if I get some monkey tails, oh yeah. Yeah. Zach's my new but, best friend. <laughs> yeah, right. The um <laughs> That's that's kind of, I guess that's the, the gist of what we're talking about, though, is that, you know, this type of event is somewhere where you can just kind of chill out and, and, you know, maybe maybe you won't be friends with this person, but maybe you'll be friends with this person. Maybe you'll get a different perspective from this person, or maybe you'll get a different perspective. So it's something that you maybe thought was this way when you're talking to them online, when you're talking to them, you know, face-to-face, the conversation is much better. Yeah. I can relate to uh, the conversation I had with Josh Easter, you know, I really respect that. It's another guy I really respect. We disagree yes. <laughs> on the whole carpet python morph thing, but that's fine, yeah. you know. And and if you would have saw what we were saying and read that online, you probably thought we were going to kill each other. But like yeah. the 
you know what I mean? The conversation that we were having, we both were equally as passionate as what we were talking about. You know, we got our points across. And, and I think I think it helped push the conversation ahead a little bit uh, of that, those two worlds kind of colliding. And, and I don't know, after that, it kind of like that whole, that whole like pure, not pure, don't cross, cross thing kind of fizzled out in the Morelia world. It's kind of like nobody really argues about that anymore. Yeah, That's nobody thing, really. You know? <laughs> it's like there, it is what it there, is. There's these flashes every once in a while of, ah, burn it down, and then it all like they stop after a week and a half. So it's like, you know, it's almost like you got to weather the storm a little bit. And uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading. <laughs> Sorry, reading things, and yes, you are. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about real quick, um, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a little bit of a melding of two worlds at this carpet fest. That I don't Holy know if necessary. What? Sorry, I don't know. You just oh. said melding of two worlds. I got excited. <laughs> of two worlds that we'd never really had at other previous carpet fests is that we got two blood short tail guys coming to hang out. With, yeah, with the carpet people, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of exciting because we had that kind of at the first one where well, Buddy's been to all of them, but it was it was more so at that one where we had I think Greg Stevens was there. We had you had uh, a few conjure guys at the first one, couple, you know. Yeah, there was a couple other conjure people there, and you know it was kind of like this. You know, Luke Snell, he was like one of those guys that's both conjures and carpets, and you know it was kind of like it was cool to have like those two kind of worlds. Now you're talking about short, long snake or long skinny snakes and short fat snakes, which is kind of like, you know, I'm, I, I just want to pick their brain and I'm sure they want to pick our brain to, you know, yeah. we, it's all carpet. So we got lawn and we got Matt and they're coming out and you want to talk. Yeah, about They're, they're going to wear special name tags so we can tell them apart from, you know, the Morelia people and they're going to sit at a different <laughs> table. <laughs> No, there is no discriminating at the no. in the Northeast. <laughs> Everybody's but welcome it, to the table. It's uh, well, the thing is, is that Juan and Matt both have Morelia. I mean, uh, yep. Matt definitely is dipped more into the Condro, but Lon is the guy who got you some Bloods and Borneos and got me into it too because he got a bunch of our carpet pythons. So, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things of like you know, yeah, it would be it's going to be awesome to pick their brains about the the bloods and the Borneos, but also you know they're Morelia heads too. So it's 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 not like we're taking people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about and throwing them out there. So, oh no, these guys are super. Yeah, these guys are on point. And yeah. If you, if you don't, if you if you doubt what we're saying. Uh, go over and check out their Facebook page because I wanted to throw this out there that Matt sent us a picture the other day of these granite marble Borneos. The that those that things even made, yeah. <laughs> that even made your head turn, Owen. <laughs> well, it was like I, I think I think my thing was like that is freaking awesome. What the hell am I looking at? So like, <laughs> it was one of those. This is batshit crazy. Can someone please explain to me what the hell it is? So, and it's and it's like that that it, the fact that you can have those animals. Where of course I'm not, I'm nowhere near an expert. You know, I still get yelled at 
for mixing up localities and things with the Borneos and the Bloods. So it's uh, one of those things where it's like they can surprise me, and it is really cool to see this brand new thing. And I know you're involved in it. I know Matt, of course, has all that stuff. So it's cool. It's like a different perspective. It's like when I talk to Andrew about his monitors, I can appreciate them, and they're awesome for what they are. And they're different, so. Yeah. Mine, mine's a jerk. I don't know what I did to it, but. (laughs) 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 Mine's broken. You talk talk mean about it, just like the granite. I do. It's like like the IJs, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. about that. They feel yeah, your negative vibes. Anyway, <laughs> if you're if you're if you want to know what we're talking about, you should go check out his uh, his uh, Facebook page, Philly Herpetoculture, because you got to see these did, things. They're just crazy. They're just did, did Matt slip you a twenty to like talk about his page like as many times as possible during the show today? No, no, he did it. I don't believe you. <laughs> you got to see these pythons. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely Here's crazy looking. Sick, man. I can't <laughs> tell you how crazy looking these things are. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to tell you my story and then Yay! go through the... Um, yeah, I've been making Owen wait for 40, 40 I know, it's been really annoying. I've been trying not to. I didn't to want to tell you mind. before we started. Um, Start it and then you stop. It's insane. Yeah. So, okay. So yesterday was feeding day. And I kind of feed in segments. Like what I do is I feed. I have my room divided into like four walls, right? Mm-hmm. And so four sections. And what I do is I'll clean the one section and I'll feed the next section. So then the following day I'm cleaning the section that I just fed. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I go around the room. Yeah. And that way I'm hands-on on the room, in the room probably, you know, every every day. And it just, I don't know, it just gives me a better feel for the animals. But anyway, so um, I'm in there and... I have my albino jag and my Xanax coastal girl um, together still. I don't know why. I just kind of left them together. Sometimes I just cohab some some of them. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had them breed in. I just never separated them. Anyway, so the albino jag, who the poor 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 guy, has got to be the most jag tarted snake I've had <laughs> in my life. But I decided to uh, to pull him out, and I was I put him in like I I put him in a separate tub, and I was going to feed him. Well, he didn't feed, mm-hmm. and she did feed. So I was cleaning the tub that he was like in that thing. So I decided ah, I guess I'll put him back together. I don't know should I shouldn't I? I went back and forth, and I said you know this is my gut was telling me that this is probably not a good idea. And I don't know why I didn't stick with my gut. But I opened up the, the, the tub and I the exanic girl, she's thinking she's eating. Typically what I do is I have my snakes are hook trained, so then I tap them with the hook, feeding response is you know, off and life is good. Mm-hmm. And I usually add that snake, you know, and everything's fine. You know, I did that all through breeding season because 
when you're not feeding uh, super heavy, I think sometimes they get they can be a little bit food aggressive. You be punchy. You open up, yeah, you open up the tub. They say, "Oh, it's time to eat." You know, it's like, yeah. nope, tap the hook, and they don't. Um. Anyway, I go and I put the albino jag in, and it was like it had to be slow motion, like <laughs> slow slow motion ever. I have it on one hook. And I just see the Xanic just like she coils back, and I just go, no, <laughs> no, like, no, and boom, it nails the albino jag. Just, oh like, no! And I'm like, you gotta be kidding, you know. And my my poor wife is in the other room. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, not now, not now, not now. Get out of the way. <laughs> Move, move, move. <laughs> She's like, is that snake eating that other snake? Oh, my God. So I run to the bathtub with the snake, and now the exanic is, like, full on, like, in constrictor mode because usually when I feed it dead, it's dead, so it doesn't yeah. have to kill it. This thing's alive. This thing's alive. Right now. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're fighting. Oh, Okay. Uh, 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 don't go Jack Hardy. Fight for your life, damn it. <laughs> yeah, oh, he was just, he cashed out, man. He was like, oh, I'm not fighting this. He's like, well, this is uh, it. <laughs> this is how I go. And I'm like, God damn it. I said, I can't believe I did that. How can I be so stupid? You know? Uh, so I take it to the bathtub, and I, this trick works. Yeah, it worked. Uh, this happened to me before, and you think I would learn my lesson, but it was with younger yeah. ones. Um, part of the things that happen when you co cohabitate animals. Now, you could go years without having an issue, but it's that one time that's the problem. Anyway, take it to the bathtub, put them in the bathtub, and I just turn the shower head on like full blast, cold, cold yep. water, and I'm just spraying them. And that girl is not letting go. And I'm like, son of a bitch, now I'm going to drown the poor Jack because I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you can't I, I can't win. Water. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, I guess his lungs was closed, so it wouldn't matter. But anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm squirting, I'm squirting, I'm squirting, and then just, boop, just let go. And that, and that quick, you know, whatever. So I separated the two. I ran the girl in. Of course, she nailed me. And uh, <laughs> but I was, I was like, God damn it! <laughs> what is wrong with you? Wow! I like her. So now <laughs> it went from wrap. So now this that thing's wrapped around me, and and I got the albino jag in the in the bathtub, and it's going full on jag tart. And you just mm-hmm. hear like you know shit flying all over, shampoos falling over, everything <sighs> is uh, a mess. I got it off me. Get her in the tub. I go look at him. Um, he seemed to be actually quite fine. He he was shedding. He was in shed. Oh, oh. sweet. <laughs> and some of the like the shed, not his skin, but the shed, the shed like actually kind of like came off. But uh, he was fine. Wow. You know, I just put him in the. Uh, I put him in a in the separate tub. I put some uh, like some neosporin on uh, on the on his. On his bike mark, yeah. and that was it, man. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, God damn it, what would I do if this was like a scrub python? <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, gosh! 
do you remember? It's got to be a year ago uh, with the black white lips. They did the same thing to me. Yes, I do. I do remember and you telling me that. That was like three in the morning because their cages were in my bedroom, and they went and they and they had been cohabitating for about a week, and they had been sharing the hide box. They'd been doing whatever, and then I guess at three in the morning they just decided that now we're going to fight to the death. And yeah. you know she had him, he had her. Coils were around both, and I had to get to their heads and pull them off. Well, the female bit down on my wrist and started wrapping up my arm. And I'm like, screw it, do whatever, fine, go ahead, go ahead, just bite and wrap me, that's fine, just leave him alone. And it's right. like pulling the two of them apart is was just so damn difficult getting them off each other. And then having to deal with the aftermath was um, him having a split on his head, her having her eye um, messed up for a while, and it took both of them a few sheds, and I actually had to... Um, use some crazy glue on the male to uh, seal up the slash down his back. I just kind of crazy glued him shut. <laughs> and then it took a couple sheds for them to actually be good again. And then I made the same dumb mistake this year because I was feeding some animals. Um, and I opened up the brettle. Uh, the, the, I had the two, I had the trio of brettles. I opened up what I thought was the lone female brettle to give her like a small rat. And <laughs> It was accidentally the pair of brettles, and I just shoved the rat in between them, and then the two of them just leapt at each other, and it was, like, great. And oh, trying wow. to get a brettle off is insanely worse because, like, you can dunk them in a bucket of cold water forever, and they really don't give a shit. So it, it, it took a little bit to get them separated, and I had to wow. you know, throw some neosporin on my brettle male, but... Uh, I don't think they bred. I don't think that pair bred this year because of the, you know, attempted assaulting. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of white lips, do you have what do you have as far as white lips go? Baby golds. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it for right now. I'm working on uh, securing a new pair of baby blacks. Okay. So. Very cool. Yep. 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 That's cool. I, I yeah. for some reason I thought I was I, I was uh looking around uh as I was snooping around the Python world and I was trying to find out who was breeding them this year. And I don't really see anybody uh breeding them. There are the normal people who will might have a pair and those are the people who might have pairs every year. And that'd be like Tom Kyogen, Ryan Young. Yeah. Um it all depends on what their girls do. A lot of guys who breed the white lips don't really ever advertise because it, it it's such a crapshoot. I mean, I just always think it is never certain. So um, I know Steve Tillis has a gold pair because that's actually where my golds are from. But uh, as far as anybody else, I know Chad Gray has some blacks. Um, so... There, he might produce some too. So there are, they're, they're out there. It's just a lot of them don't advertise until there is like eggs on the ground. There's really no point in advertising because, like with my guys, it can go from everybody's happy to death in like five minutes. So now, typically, but, I know this, but I'm just, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. 
the white lips are broken down into a few subspecies. Six. Golds, blacks, and a couple golds. others. Well, there's golds, blacks, and then there's also different variations between the golds and the blacks. Because now there's the uh, Horosa, which is black, and then I think there's Tamika, which is a different version of the black. They're kind of more of like a grayish black. Um, but it's really hard to tell the Tamikas from the normal blacks right off the bat. So a lot of animals right now are being thrown around as Tamikas, and I don't really know if that's true or not. Um, it's kind of weird because uh, I had never even really heard of the Tamikas until recently, and now they're everywhere. So, um, and then the D. Alberts are the golds? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is, is that with white lips, they've gone through so many name changes it's ridiculous. So it's really hard to figure out where the hell you are. Aren't they in like a lot of people, chillis now? Yeah, they are about the chillis now. Um, yeah. But a lot of people refer to them as the Alberts uh, white lip pythons or the Alberts water pythons or uh-huh. the Alberts pythons. I, I prefer, personally, is the scientific name is um, Bithrakis, and I call them the Alberts white lips. And it's northern, which is the gold, and southern, which is the black. And then that's it there. Then there are the different variations. Like there's the red one, which is the Bennetts. Um, they're not even here in the States. Uh, they, they're on the really small area, and there's not a lot of people who will even go out there to, to retrieve them. But, of course, you hear the rumors that they're coming, that they're here, that they're there. Um and, it, and it's almost like if the Tamika would just show up like this, there's still kind of hope that the Bennetts would show up at some point. But they're the red ones. So, right. Hmm. Yeah. But the problem is that a lot of these subspecies of white lip have been described from journals or specimen jars. So, like, there's not really too many, like, people who've gone out into the bush and found a living one to describe gotcha. it. So, yeah. So that actually, it's actually not alive at the moment. Well, it could be, but it's not for sure. Exactly. So some of these different variations, like this one that has a, I forget the type, but it's like almost bluish gray, and it has a really sharp pointed head. Um, but you don't know if that's from being aged in a jar for however many years or blah, 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 blah. And some people say that's a completely different subspecies, yet no one's seen one alive. So, you know, what it is. Right. And get millions of dollars and go out and research them in Indo myself. I'm just going to have to go with what's going on here. So. Yep. Okay. Glad I got the uh, the lesson. Quick lowdown of white lips. Yeah, don't worry. Um, I'll let you play with mine when we get here. The yeah. boy is a tiny little murdering hellion, but the girl's cool. Nice. So uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, I don't know. I think I sent this to you today, but uh, Molly hatched out some cool stuff. Um, yeah. The Super Caramel Granite Jag, which is not something new, but it's... Uh, he is a good representation of it. Yes. Uh, I think he produced it last year. And, yeah. Uh, I think he also hit on, um, again, some... Super zebra exanics, which are pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Some could be jag, but you never know unless unless 
wobbles, I guess, if it's jag or not. Um, the uh, I'm going to believe uh, this is his last year breeding, according to him. Yeah, I think he's out of the out of the gig. Uh, yeah, I wonder like how that I you know what I mean like what leads you to that to say you know I had I don't. I don't know. It's like I imagine that there's a lot of things that can weigh down, and of course, you know, every person I believe has that point where they're just going to break or be upset enough to threaten to break. Whether or not you follow through with it is really kind of depending on, you know, how you feel about the animals and how much you're willing to put forward. Um, I imagine someone who does this full time, as Ali does. Uh, there could have been some more opportunities that came up that could have pulled him in a different direction. There could have been a reason, a personal reason that he decided to go. There could have been stress reasons that he decided to go. He could have just decided that, you know what, I'm just going to bow out because things are getting too stressful, too weird, too whatever. Or maybe he's the kind of guy that goes, well, carbon pythons have gone as far as I can go with them. It's time to move on to something else. I mean, who knows? Yeah. So, but I I can never like, dude. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be doing this till I'm dead. I mean, I'm gonna have yeah, the pythons. I'm gonna do this till I'm dead. Uh, you're gonna be the one who has to cancel the show because I'm not gonna do it. So, <laughs> I, some every once in a while I get that idea in my head, not canceling the show, but just saying like, you know, what would happen if we just didn't do this anymore? Like somebody else come along and, and do another one would you know yeah i just wonder well, i like, mean eventually there eventually there will be a passing of the torch because if we're both senile on here going huh eh? for like <laughs> a half an hour um no one's gonna want to watch listen to that shit yeah. but you know it, it's just one of those things where yeah i think eventually someone would come forward and step in the shoes just like how you say you know if if nick were to retire like tomorrow and you know there's going to be like a 48-hour thing where people are going to be like, oh, my God, Nick's gone. Clearly, this is the end of carpet python. You know someone is going to step up and fill up the gap that was left. They may not do it the right way, and the first person that steps up might not even be the one who's successful. But someone will step forward to fill in the gap. And it may take several years, and it may take different things, but, you know, things move on. Things move forward. Well, there was – um I think the one thing that's going to keep me fresh, I've kind of really come to re- the realization. Uh, it's hard for me and you to, to talk about this because what we say this year could be different next year. So Of course. I mean, you know, things change. But I was watching this. I was watching. Uh, I don't know if, if um, you were able to watch uh, Herper's. They do like a, a video uh, I think it's like once a month, maybe. But uh, there were the guys that did the uh, the Herpers, the three DVD movies, like the. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never seen them, but I've heard good things. Well, they do like a uh, they do like a you know like kind of like Snake Bites TV type of thing. Yeah. And um, they uh, they did this this gentleman in Australia. Um, I'll try to look up his name. To, uh, so I can give them. Anyway, this guy, 
his name is, of course it takes forever to pop up, uh, Camo's Australian Reptilian Wonderland. Okay. Okay. So, so this guy, his name is, he doesn't say what he's laughing. This says Camo's Reptiles. He has like a lot of like naturalistic setups and such. So so it's so cool that like what he has is like he shows like he wanted a, a coffee table in his room, but like this yeah. coffee table is like a cage that goes down into like the bottom. I guess it's like in his basement maybe, but like yeah. the coffee table is like the top of the cage. So like you know he'll just be sitting there watching the the TV, and next thing you know some. Lizards come up and they're just at the top. And they're hanging out in that part of the cage that is the coffee table. That is cool. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> neat. And then he has this, uh, he has this dining room table where he has like these cages that are that are inside the table. Like it's like the top of the table is the top of the cage, and like he has these uh, geckos in there. And it's all heated and everything, and then he has like uh, cages in the in the uh, in the walls in his pool room, and it's just, it's it's crazy uh, what this guy did. But it just goes to like I was thinking about this, and I'm like, if you had, uh, I think what has what has sparked this bug also is the fact that you know we're looking for a house. So like, and every time we're looking for a house, I look at the basement, and she, you know, my wife is looking at, you know, the yard or whatever. Uh, how many bedrooms does it have? I'm like, screw all that. <laughs> you know, living the, places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the basement look like? What's the basement you know? like? I don't care where we're gonna sleep. You know, give me where's what's that like? <laughs> so like, I have this vision of one day having like this this place where I would have. You know, like really nice display cages. It doesn't necessarily have to be naturalistic, but just like really, really nice looking display cages. Um, and having just the pythons, the like species of pythons in there. You know, I think of like a Walmart with a nice desert habitat type of thing and like a nice background on a cage and all. And, uh, you know, like a condro in a, in a nice, you know, like kind of like what you, what you were yeah. doing in in your cage in the living room, but like yeah. like having them all throughout the you know your your one spot you know and then obviously for breeding purposes uh, you know my my setup would be different so it would almost be like there would be two different rooms almost like a showroom type of thing and right then, and then your your breeding room yeah then my breeding room you know and uh, I don't know I think it would just be. I think that would be really cool. And I think that's the type of thing uh, I could just imagine going in there. Like, I think when I had my old house, uh, previous life, uh, about when I first got back into reptiles, that's kind of the setup that I had. You would go mm-hmm. in there at night and, like, there was, like, blue lights on and had, like, rainforest sounds in the background. But it's just cool to just chill in there and then you just watch see what happens if, you know, snakes come out, they move, and, you know, uh, it's just kind of cool. I think those kind of things would keep keep you uh, excited about what you're doing rather than just, you know, snake in a box type of thing, even though that's yeah, well, snake in a box. You gotta, you, in my opinion, you have to keep things interesting or you will get bored and you will get tired and you will be complacent. I mean... You know, every every person out there who does reptiles at one point started with one or two that they cared extremely about, 
even the guys you would call scummy nowadays. So it's like if you don't have small projects, if you don't have something to keep your interest, you're going to lose it. And the second you lose it, the second it turns bad, the second it becomes something stressful, the second you don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. So, I mean, partially building that tank was annoying as piss. <laughs> I mean, and there were several <laughs> times where people were like, I have this display that's big and intact right now. Even you were like, you know, dude, I got a tank that's like the size of this wall here. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right. As much as I would want that, I've already decided that I'm going to do this thing. So this one has to be completed. The principle right. of the freaking matter. So there's just that thing. Um, and it will be something interesting. And it's always been something I kind of wanted. And I never thought that it would be for the diamond pythons, but it just kind of it, it clicks so well with having them in there. Because you remember, I originally wanted the chondros in there, but I wouldn't feel right having the chondros there, especially with like, you know, the door opening and closing and draft here and, you know, winter and stuff like that. But the diamond pythons, you know, animals who actively don't really even like the heat, I'd be perfectly fine with putting them up there. And I'm actually really excited to get them big enough to be in there. So it just it's just something that's really cool, and I'm really going to enjoy it. And, of course, everybody I know family-wise who is not into the snakes are like, you're going to have two large pythons on display in your living room? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, that's correct. when I get kind of looked at sideways. So... Um. Yeah, so, I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting this message here. I got distracted for a second. Um, let's distracted. see. I think that, uh, well, we have a caller. I'm not oh, sure goodness. who it could be. Let's see. Eric 347, did you have a question, comment? Hello? Hello? Hello. Eric? Owen? Yes. It's Chris. Yeah. Yo, what's up? No, I, I just came in to bust Owen's balls for a bit. I had some time to kill him. <laughs> uh, All right. Isn't that normal? <laughs> bust him up. <laughs> I, I just wanted to tell Owen that if he wanted to, uh, you know, bid on that on that uh, voucher that I put up for me, I, I may be having some uh, proven breeder IJs for sale. Come on. And I would respond with, Chris, no, thank you. <laughs> because I'm sending my IJs to two, two other friends of mine to breed them for me, so I should have many IJs for myself in the 2016 season, but thank you. Uh, yeah, I figured I'd throw it out there for you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is uh, Chris Salemi. There you go. On, man? Oh, that right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Uh, how's, uh, how's things? You know what I forgot to say? I forgot to say what, that my what? Tiger's... Tiger zebra jag clutches hatching out. You <laughs> forgot to say that. Yeah, I forgot that. Oh yeah, so those things are just so so normal to me. <laughs> that, yeah, that's whole yeah, news, Eric. There. Yeah. Those aren't anything special to Eric, so he doesn't think about exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. God, they need four genes or more for him to care. So. Oh, that's not true. Yeah, that that's stuff's low end now. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now it's fun. Derek's fault. That's all right. Go yep. ahead. Keep it coming. Well, I like it. It's cyclical. <laughs> it has to go around the corner. So you know, it'll it'll right. calm down in a minute. 
Yeah. But yeah, they're they're hatching out. So I got a a voucher over there if you uh, are interested in that kind of thing. You know, high end is more your style. And, you know. <laughs> I'll have to see what's out there. <laughs> nice. So how's your season going? Uh, all right. I have um that maternal incubated uh, clutch that you talked me into doing. I'm on day 70 right now. They didn't hatch yet? Nope, day 70. Oh, oh balls. <laughs> what are they, retix? <laughs> Eric, so what do you do? <laughs> so if that clutch goes downhill, I completely blame Eric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would. It makes total sense. Are they dimpled in or what? What's the... Oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty much flat at this point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think they're still going to hatch. They, they still look good. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, day 70. Every day I go in there and I think I'm going to see heads. And every day, nothing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, the female's actually opaque right now on the egg. Oh, uh, she's going to shit again. <laughs> Yep. Oh, wow. on the egg. <laughs> yep. Oh. I, I was worried until I saw someone else post recently that they had a uh, MI clutch pip on day 71. So I'm not too okay. worried. Yet. I'd be uh, freaking wow. out. Well, I'm just saying, you know. Day, day 71? Mm-hmm. How warm is your room? Uh, I, I don't keep my temperatures constant, so I still have a a day-night cycle going. Um, so the daytime temps get to be probably about 88, 89. Um, and she's got the eggs right under the heat panel. And then at night, the temperature dips down into the mid-70s. Surprised that it, it's taken yeah. a little bit longer. Wow. That makes sense. That makes sense. We need all the information before we freak out next time. So, yeah. yeah. So at this rate, I'll be hatching out yearlings. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like baby retex. You'll be good to get Yeah, it'll be like baby retex. Large adult mice right out of the egg. It'll be great. Uh-huh. Yep. It'll be like 55 grams. <laughs> Put them on a scale. You'll sound like BP. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, be interested to God. see if they, if they hatch out much bigger than uh, than what I've hatched out in the past or an artificial. I found that they did a little bit... Um, the experiences that I've been having as of late is kind of like this past season. They're all around pretty much I get from 22 to 26 grams. Probably the highest in the clutch is 26, which is probably one. Most of them average about 24, and then you get like a couple that are maybe 22. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where my weights average. I don't know what you guys – I don't even know if you guys even worry about that, but – uh, I normally don't, but I did this past year for sending that data to Nick. Um, yeah. And I actually had a uh, twins in the one clutch, and they came in at like 18, because I guess because they were twins and they were way tinier than everybody else. But yeah, in the 20s is pretty much like where I was at and where you'd expect to be at. Right. Yeah, My granite pretty- jag clutch that just hatched out. I don't. Everything was pretty small. Um, I want to say everything ranged from like 16 grams up to 21 at the most. This was this was probably one of the smaller uh, clutches I've ever hatched out. Mm. 
Wow, fifteen grams—that's small. Yeah, I, the the smallest I've had was I want to say nine grams. Whoa, that's a corn snake, were baby. To, mm. Were we able to get it going? Yeah, on uh, mouse pinkies. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's small. That's like almost contro territory. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, this this clutch is kind of weird. There's some eggs in this this clutch that hatched out. Well, uh, three of them have pipped, but there's like some other eggs in there that I don't know if they're good or not good. Um, let me ask you this question: When you go to, what is your guys' experience when you go to like cut the eggs? Um, if they're hard, I'm going to say it's no good, right? That would be my guess. I if never cut eggs. Solid is never like. What is it? I, was... I mean, the, if it feels like solid, like there's something hard inside. Uh, yeah, like typically, you know how like you can go and you can pinch the egg and move around a little bit. Yeah, and you can pit, yeah, and you get enough that you can pinch that you can cut that little nip. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With with this one egg, it's like you can't do that. Uh, yeah, I Maybe would humidity. I would say no, that's probably good. bad. I would say That's something maybe think. like the yolk went hard or something like that, which might not mean that the baby is dead. It just might just mean that you have a really tiny guy in there who doesn't have any yolk in there. I mean, uh, but normally if it's gotten hard, uh, I would normally say the baby died and the yolk hardened around him. So that would be where my guess is at, but I would not be sure uh, of where you're going. But Right. Interesting, nonetheless. Yeah. You don't cut eggs, what? Chris? No. Um, no. I've never had to. Everything's uh, mm-hmm. Everything usually pips on its own. And I, I stuff did that, that, I, oh, go ahead. No, stuff that didn't pip, it was the eggs were clearly bad, and uh, I didn't even bother. And they were, they were green and fuzzy and pretty nasty. Yeah, I had that one experience this year where I cut the eggs, and when I cut it, the uh, snake came out of the egg because, I think I talked about this on the last show, that it came out of the egg because typically they'll go back into the egg and kind of hide, mm-hmm. but this one came out of the egg, and it still had yolk to absorb, so and then it died, which I never had that experience, but so... I kind of wonder whether or not I should cut or not cut. I don't really know why I do cut other than just that's what I was kind of told to do, you know? So Yeah, I I cut. I just don't really cut. Like, I know that, uh, I mean, we've all seen the videos of people, of yeah, re-kick breeders with their babies who are like, I'm going to cut this, and it looks like they put, like, a, a chainsaw to the top of it, and it's like <laughs> the whole, like, the egg is gone, and the baby's like, what the hell? So it's like we've seen that. I never go to that extreme. I'll usually make because, uh, like, and I know some people who the first, the second the baby's nose is exposed, they're slicing eggs like halfway open. I, I mean, I'll make a nice little just a, a, a snip with a triangle. You said you pinch the egg and then cut it with a pair of scissors, just so there's a right. tiny little triangle. And then I don't even, I don't even pierce the sac that the baby is in. 
And I normally do that after I see about two or three babies tipping on their own. Once I do that, and I'll just leave them alone. I won't go any further for like a day or two. Usually the next day, nobody's out of the egg, but everybody's head is now visible through the slices, through the slits, through um, some I've even had where I've cut the little window and they've taken their egg tooth and cut their own slit like over here in a different part of the egg. I don't know why, but whatever. That's usually that. And then usually the following day is when you start getting babies out of eggs and start doing that thing where I come downstairs and I see them all like duck back into the egg. So it, it takes a few days, but you know, I see, I think I see the issues is if you rush it or push the baby out. I have, I've had babies come out of the egg who've had like umbilicus as well as yolk still attached. And you kind of got to let them sit out for a few days and, they almost always tear it off themselves, and then you have to deal with a baby that doesn't really have any yolk in his belly, and that can lead you to bad places. So, you know, and I've had babies who fully emerge from the egg, go back in the egg, and drown. So it's, you know, they do dumb things the, sometimes. I guess the thing you have to remember is we're dealing with living things and sometimes. Yeah. That kind of shit happens. Yep, and remember, some of them were not meant to live, so... Why there's why there's a bunch of them. So yeah. huh. that's more that's my reasoning for not cutting stuff. I say yes, it's not it's not going to come out. And there's a reason. Yeah, it's not if it's not strong enough to do it, then I don't really want it out. Yeah. So I can see that. I've had um, I had the one clutch. I was actually I was in Columbus when the clutch was hatching. It was Tiger Jags. And this one baby, when I left, wouldn't come out, and I saw the top of his head, and he was coiled up sitting like a chondro. And I'm like, all right, I'll leave him. So I went away for a few days, and I had my girlfriend at the time was checking on the babies and pulling out whoever was out of the egg and putting him in the bin. Well, this one baby would not come out. And she was like, do I pull him out of the egg? I'm like, no, 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 leave him. I'll, I'll get him when I get home. I'll get him when I get home. And the only reason I saw him is because I had cut the part of his egg open. I got home. I'm like, all right, time for you to come out. I pulled him out of the egg. His spine was so deformed, he couldn't even, he was, there was no part of him that was straight. And he had no upper jaw from the eyes forward. And wow. I didn't see him because he was sitting and he was all coiled up and he had the one coil over his face. So you couldn't see him. So from, I, like, you pip it and you're like, baby. And I poked him and he moved. He's clearly fine. But he would have, he would have, he would have, should have, could have died in that egg. Um, but the only reason he even, I even knew there was an issue is because I cut him. Uh, but he died shortly after coming out of the egg because you really can't live with half a face. So, you know. No. I'd say that's a no-go. Yeah, it's a little freaky. <laughs> yeah. So. Blackhead food. Blackhead food. I don't have any blackheads. I know, I do. Right, well, that, that, and then you... <laughs> now, with your blackhead, do you look at other animals and try to be like, watch at you? So... <laughs> if you get out of line, curtain. If you get out of line, all right, okay, so that's fine. You don't want to eat this time, that's okay. I'm just telling you right now, he's right over there. So... Yeah. Um... I don't know, but, to, you know, that way that doesn't go to waste. I know some people feed it to lizards, but I feed it to blackheads. <laughs> Did 
I told you that Andrew tried to feed one of my uh, Jags, um, one of my baby Jags who had expired to his um, black throat monitors. Right. And he put it down, and the black throat monitors, like, stared at it. And they're like, we don't want this. And they just kind of, like, so there's these big, hulking, huge lizards around this little dead baby Jag. And, like, you moved it on the tongs, and they, like, ran away from it. And it's like, really, guys? You guys are like Godzilla's, and you're afraid of this little thing. And they wouldn't eat it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, sometimes they make it, sometimes they don't. It just seems that it's always the ones that are the, yeah. Ones that you wanted to make it the most. That, the that, prettiest. It's always the pretty ones. Yeah, those yeah. are always the ones that don't eat too. Yep. I was about to say that. Yeah. So, I, the ones that don't I make the egg or don't eat. I think if you you stay with, if you have patience, eventually they come around or they die. <laughs> <laughs> or death. So yeah, I yeah. I've kind of gotten to that in my head too. I um actually. Uh, have a brattle female, a baby brattle from last year, who wouldn't eat anything but live, and she's just starting to take frozen thawed. Uh, she's probably been on frozen thawed now for about two months, so it's like finally, thank God. And she's starting to put like size on her, so like to catch up with her, you know, siblings who are on frozen thawed, like mice, like full, like almost adult mice now, so. Right. You know, patience. Lots of patience. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Oh, man. So, um, he's not coming to Carpet Fest? What? 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 I just, what is this? Wait a minute, Chris. Chris isn't coming, coming to Carpet, Carpet Fest? Fest? Me? I quit. Yes. Yeah, you. No, I'm not. I just oh. got a message that said you're not coming to Carpet Fest. Somebody I thought I told you that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I will not be attending. Eric, Eric's heart is broken right now. Oh, my goodness. I have to put Jesus. the mic down. <laughs> I'm sure I you'll be okay. <laughs> by, the time, by the time the night's over, you won't even notice I wasn't there. That is true. We can always just say you were there, and you probably won't know. So. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, I talked to you, Chris. Remember? Yeah, he was right there. Yeah. We talked for a while. I do <laughs> plan on attending Tinley in October. Oh, ah, all right. yeah, I will make the trip for that. Okay. I see. You're more high end. You're, we're not good enough. Oh, yeah, we're not. We're we're so. <laughs> Owen's house is so low end. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool. Um. Yeah, I, I I thought you were coming. Oh well. Let's so, talk about Tiger's West. What the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, told you take it take a trip here, and we could talk about them all you want. There you yeah, see I, them more. Talk about that. them too. That's gonna happen this this week. I got this new book. It's called uh, Spell of the Tiger. And I didn't even read the bottom. It says the Man Eaters of the Thunderbonds. Nice. <laughs> I sent it to I sent it to Chris. And I was like, "Oh, check out the book I got." And he's like, "Oh, I like the man eaters of Thunderbonds." I'm like, oh, "I didn't even catch that." But it's pretty cool. 
poor guys, man. That's like a whole new world. Like the Tigers put you on the you're on the menu in that one area in the world, and they just talk about how like these guys have to go and collect honey, and uh, you know, be, and they're so and not get eaten. Yeah, they wear like masks on the back of their heads and stuff. I've heard that. These, yeah, these these tigers just come up to their boats and just like grab people right off the boat, just bring them up to the shore, and that's it. Curtains. Aren't you glad, Eric, that we live in a place where you are not viewed as part of the food chain? I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you you'd be dead eight times over. I mean, obviously. Well, I don't know. Half that, you know. Some of those birds of prey you got flying around in that area. You may, <laughs> Eric may still be on the menu. That is, that, that is true. We have to watch that. to make sure Eric doesn't get picked up by a hawk. Half with your carpet. Oh, no. You know, as far as steak goes, I'm very well marbled, so I have you know. <laughs> I would be delicious, all right? Everybody needs to just stop. I have very good marbling. Um, now that this show has been completely thrown off track, I'm going to let you guys go. It's over now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're done. Right. We quit. Yeah, we're over. <laughs> Very good. All right, Chris. Thanks a Thanks. lot, Chris. All right, I will. Uh, I will talk to you on uh, Facebook, but I will not be attending uh, Carpet Fest. But I will see you at Tinley. All right, sounds good to us. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. If you're a carpet breeder on the East Coast and you're not coming to Carpet Fest, you owe Eric and I a drink when we get to Tinley. That's correct. So, so far, we have two, right now. Two, three drinks that he walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, speaking of drinks, um, what we have uh, that I'm bringing to Carpet Fest is some handcrafted beer. Uh, from nice. a friend of mine, which is some Carpet Fest beer. Carpet Fest beer. Yeah, and we also have, um, crafted by my father, uh, a, a concoction that he calls apple pie. Um, which is apple pie what? It is kind of like a, uh, what, what did you call it, Owen? Uh, homemade hooch. Mm-hmm. Uh, homemade. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. This is what I can tell you, though. It's, it's moonshine. Very... <laughs> That's what we're getting at here. Yeah. It's, uh... this, is, this is in a mason jar, make you go blind shit is what we're dealing with here. But here's here's what it is where it gets you the one-two sucker punch. Is that yes. it tastes sweet? Delicious. And it's not yeah. harsh? Yeah. But this shit knocks you on your ass. <laughs> All of a sudden, you can't move. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Are you kidding me? I'm going to sit down with that. That is going to be so good. Yeah, so I have two jars of that. And they were made, what did I say the date was? December September 18th, 18th 2014. Yeah, so these have been sitting, collecting. Aged to perfection. Alcoholic goodness for many a month. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Unfortunately, Chris will not be able to partake nope, in our he can't have any. Carbon yeah. Fest moonshine. <laughs> but for those of you attending, we will, we will gladly save you uh, some some moonshine there. 
I gotta buy some shot glasses. Damn it! <laughs> Don't worry, Owen. I have some. I also oh. have for the NPR, you know, close knit family, mm-hmm. some Cuban cigars. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm. Okay. I hope you know that behind the bar. Uh, uh, so at my bar, um, there is a mini fridge that is behind the bar. Yes. And on top of the mini fridge is a is a wine chiller, which I don't drink wine, so there's really nothing in it. But inside the mini fridge is enough room for you know probably a case of bottle, long necks, as well as half a case of cans in this little drawer. Uh huh. But it also has an attached freezer to the mini fridge. Now, in the freezer, is just a bunch of ice, but also there is my frosted Morelia Python radio, like, ah. mug. <laughs> so, it is, like, in there, and it is, like, waiting. <laughs> so, it will be mine, and uh, it nice. will be, you know, I'll bust that out probably at some point, because I use that cup so freaking much, it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> I love it. Ah, nice. It's like a big, hefty uh, – guys, if, for people who don't know, I think it was like my birthday. Eric got me uh, a, a frosted mug that has the Morelia Python Radio logo on it, and it is a big – it is a hefty mug. It is like, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a nice, sturdy mug, and, yeah. and, of course, you use it for, like, you know, what you normally use a frosted glass for. I'm a spoiled jerk, so I use it for, like, everything. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> – it's like water, soda. It's like water I'm drinking. If it's clean and it's been in the freezer for a few days, I'm like, you know what? Frosted mug time. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to treat myself Way too today. Much yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, so we should have some of this. I think real quick before we jump off, we'll just go through yeah. the, the vouchers. And then uh, next week we're going to have the – Post Carpet Fest show, and uh, we're gonna have. Uh, I know Matt's gonna come and, and chat with us. Uh, I think Zach's gonna chat with us too. I'm not sure if he's locked in. Uh, we we're also gonna and ask I'm, Scott if he was gonna yeah. come on. So we'll just talk about Carpet Fest. And, and I'm sure that we could probably stuff. ask a few people who attended Carpet Fest if they're willing to call in if there's something fun, you know. The phone lines yeah. are always open, so if you're listening and you attended Carpet Fest and you want to talk with us about something, definitely call in. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that my, my my father's excited. So Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Jim from Morgantown, but although I don't know what to call him because I don't know if he's from Morgantown since he spends half we are, the time. He is Earth, still but... always from Morgantown, all right? Okay. So, yeah. I, I I didn't know if he changed to Jim from Jim Burst. from Birdsboro. Nah, no, nah, didn't have the same to it. Oh. Doesn't have the same same effect. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, Northeast Carpet Fest. Pulling it up as we speak, and I'm going to look at the pin post. And basically, what we have is the Carpet Fest auction is live as of yesterday. It's going to end uh, Friday night at 11 p.m. Uh, you can go on and you can bid on items, uh, and uh, we'll go through those items. And if nobody bids higher, then the item is yours. But the people that actually attend the Carpet Fest have the last shot at securing uh, the... At beating at your bid. I mean, they have... Yeah. What we're going to do is basically what we're doing
thing is the first couple of times we did the Carpet Fest auction, we didn't have any starting bids. So everything was going for insanely cheap or nobody wanted to bid on it. So what we've done is we've expanded it, and basically the Internet is now the starting bid. So if you bid $200 for, say, Shad's uh, tattoo day with Shad Qualt, uh, when it comes up at the auction, I'll say the bid starts at $210. And if right. somebody wants to bid $210, now the bidding is live at Carpet Fest. If nobody wants to bid, whoever put that bid, that high bid up online will now win. So it's kind of our way of getting stuff out there. Right. So first up is myself. I put a $500 voucher on any available animal. Uh, if you uh, are interested in something that I have going on, uh, you can click on. Or I should start by saying that this is over on the Northeast Carpet Fest page. That's where mm-hmm. you can can link to this. Uh, you have to be a member, so we have to prove you and put you through. Blah blah blah. But uh, so don't waste time. Go do it now. Yeah. So. so on that on that link, I have my breeding diary from 2015. You can click on it and see if there's something that you like but it's a $500 voucher. And I should say that all of the uh, money that we raise is going to go to U.S. ARC. Uh, number two, Owen has a some lovely animals that he has put up here. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that combo with that crazy black... Uh, I hate how you describe my animals. <laughs> Someone has some. Well, he's got some lovely animals. It's like, thank you. They are. Why am I supposed to say these? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the same enthusiasm you put forward with your own. It's like they're just going to be awesome. And oh, and he has some lovely ones too. It's like, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. These rogue reptile animals. God damn right. Quality animals uh, that you may want to check out. Um, you can fly the rogue flag. Uh, Damn right. Proudly that you have well. a rogue reptile animal uh, in your collection. Uh, it's definitely something that Good job. Uh, is yeah. in any Python collection should be a part. <laughs> and I should say. All right, all right, I, all right, all right. You made your point. I like quite well how, I don't know if Zach did this on purpose, but if you look at our two logos, so like if we ever have the, the logo together, like we're the opposites, so I'm yeah, like which, black which and white. We, which we will actually at That's the next. Finley. Yeah. Yeah. Did he do that on purpose? I don't know because yeah. guess what? Guess what, folks? I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. But on the number six, if you need some logo design, this is Zach Baez. We'll hook you up. Uh, something like this is valued at like 350 bucks. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He does some awesome work. You can see I put a picture up of some of the stuff that he has done. If you click on the link there, you can see more stuff that he has done. He's responsible for the Carpet Fest logo. Um, Carpet Fest logo, your logo, his logo, my logo. Um, yeah. He's quite yeah, the man yeah. when it comes to uh, comes to this kind of stuff. So if you uh, are looking for, uh, you know, you know, whether it be a banner or a logo or, uh, you know, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, avatar, any, anything like that, you know, I don't, yeah, the sky's the limit on what he could do. But, 
basically will do a design for you. Pretty awesome, and that can get pretty pricey, man. So that's not a bad it, it, gig to have. Honest to God, it's like you know a, a logo like his and designing it and getting it ready to, for you to use is like three hundred something dollars, and that's probably closer to the cheap end. I, there are some people in some yeah. companies that can have big price tag so this is a big thing and if you're just getting started and you want to have a really successful reptile breeding business a logo says a lot and it's something you should look at you know and it will stand out and uh to be honest i probably should have redone the rogue logo years ago (laughs) i like i like what he did that's very cool yeah very cool um, next up, our good our good friend Matt Minitola from uh, Philly Herp. Uh, he has two items on the uh, on the on the block here. He's got number mm-hmm. three, which is a twenty 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 PM Herp cage. Um, perfect, perfect for condors. Yes, uh, it's got LEDs and removable perches, which is uh, if you're a condor person, removable perches is probably the most genius thing you could do. Uh, Saves the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about an estimated value, about 115 bucks. Uh, so definitely something that if you are in the market for something like that, you can't go wrong. It's already set up for you. You don't have to do nothing. You just put a snake Plug in. Plug it in, put the animal inside. Yeah, it's done. So. And uh, what has caught my eye more... Um, <laughs> Is the next one, which is number four, which is a genetic striped poshet ocelot Borneo, um, and the ocelot gene is one of those kind of tricky genes, which is kind of like how Borneos seem to work, which makes them very cool in that way. I think that you don't know what's going to pop out, but uh, Matt's thrown up some some of the variations uh, from the siblings from the same clutch, and you can see how different that they all are. Um, but, you know, if you if you breed this to something else, you're going to get kind of crazy stuff. Um, but I love the blinky pattern on the back, and the side. that's just a cool-looking snake. If it was female, uh, it would be done. But uh, that's <laughs> It would be mine. <laughs> 450 bucks. Um, uh, you could you could get it for a steal. Um, that's an awesome amount. Uh, let's see. Number five is uh, Howard Redding, Redding Reptile Breeders. He donated a female redline coastal carpet. Um, Oops. Yeah, I got to take a picture of that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that once we hang okay. out. Okay. Uh, number six, we talked about that Zach's logo design. Mm-hmm. Number seven, number seven, our good friend, Mr. Buddy Buscemi of GTP Keeper. Uh, he has a 2014 unsexed chondro, and I believe you put the link up there. Uh, maybe you didn't. Uh, let's see, the bid is, oh, ooh, 275. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> which, which I don't know why I don't know why Amanda couldn't be a carpet <laughs> so it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna knock you her for it, but she's gonna be man. here. Yeah, she wants it. If, if you know Amanda, you know that she really likes Condro, so she's 
she probably doesn't care that she's going to be at Carpet. She's going to make sure she's got a bid going right now. So yeah, uh, there's some items that you definitely want to make sure you lock down. Oh yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you this story. Uh, the very first Carpet Fest, Buddy put a Condro up on the auction, and I in got your, it. Uh, you were, <laughs> that, that, that Carpet Fest, we did the auction outside, and you were modeling all the animals. Yeah, that that turned out to be Zach's. Now uh, he has her, uh, yeah. Biak Chiquita, and oh, good lord, is that snake nice? <laughs> oh, so luckily I sold it. Well, I traded it to him so that when he has offspring, I can buy some back, I guess. But uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful animal. Buddy stuff is top-notch. Uh, we'll put the link over. I guess we didn't put the link there. Yeah. But we'll put the link um, over just so you can see the parents. Comes yeah, from I, have, uh, I have my one, my my baby Condro here. It's not a baby, somewhere of a yearling now. Uh, is from Buddy, and she's just awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you never go along with getting something from Buddy Buscemi. Yes. He's on a diamond python kick right now, which he fully blames me for. So, yeah, he, he is. This is true. Okay. Uh, I will take that blame. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because you don't really like diamond pythons all that much. <laughs> I love my I have I love my diamond pythons. I know. I'm just terrified you're afraid of them. You're afraid of them forever. I'm no, terrified. I still am terrified. Yeah. Uh, you handle mine. I'm like, oh god, snakes, don't break it. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's a snake in a box. Yeah. Next up is uh, another awesome. We were talking about Juan earlier, but he yep. has a tear. One point one uh, granite Borneo short tails. Uh, these are fabulous looking animals. Uh, the granite. Uh, Borneos are, are killer looking. Uh, these are beautiful examples. I love their uh, what were head. what were the crazy ones that Matt hatched? Didn't they have something to do with granite? Or uh, they were marble, which is marble. similar. Yeah. Okay. I think it's kind of the same gene, but it was took it, it was taken in two different directions, so it kind okay. of different results from it. So. Or I'm mixing my yeah. stone genes. You know, marble and granite, and that's where I got confused. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Number nine is uh, Scott Gordon. He has a, a hundred dollar voucher towards the purchase of uh, actually this year's IJs or any future purchase. Which basically, I guess, I, I don't think there's anybody that says it's not for future purchase. Yeah, it can be. It doesn't have to voucher. be this year's babies. Yeah. Yeah. It's a voucher. You can use it whenever you want. You just gotta win it first. But right. Scott's got stuff like he's dealing with uh, Malukan scrubs, goldface white lips, uh, Savu pythons, and jungles galore, and he's got an IJ collector too. So uh, Scott's got a nice little collection there that's kind of some off the cuff, off the beaten path stuff. Um, and I, for one, love my Savus. So if anybody wants to get into Savus, I would say definitely get into that. So. Yeah. Um, so cool stuff there. Uh, next up is, uh, from Phoenix Reptiles, Bill Spiegel, mm-hmm. uh, number 10. He has a $500 voucher towards the purchase of one of Bill's animals. Now, Bill, uh, has produced some really nice chondros this year. 
Um, he also works with the royal pythons, and he also works with carpets. I think Bill, in my eyes, has produced the best-looking zebra jags in the U.S. to date. Yes. Um, his zebra jags are just phenomenal. Uh, I, 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 there's nothing that even comes close. The gamut, they hurt. Please yeah. get it out of the way. <laughs> I mean, you, it doesn't. You can't handle. Look at them directly. It burns your retinas. I mean, the color and the contrast and the yellow and it. it, it there is no other way to go. Uh, yeah. When it comes to zebra jags or zebra diamond zebra jag ocelot, whatever the hell that yellow ocelot <laughs> zebra jag, right? Yeah. That one. They're, they're, uh, they're, uh, right. Just incredible. Um, like I said, he is he is a, he has a diverse collection. He has he has multiple uh, multiple chondros and stuff like that too. With um, mm-hmm. so he's, he's an awesome guy. Uh, so you can uh, and he'll be there at Carpet Fest. He uh, will be at Carpet Fest. He's one of the two people from Texas flying in. So if you're yeah. honestly got in Pennsylvania and you're not coming, you have no excuse anymore. Yes. People flying in from Texas. I'm looking forward to hanging out and hanging out with Bill, buddy. You've like, never met Bill. So uh, it'll be fun. We're, yeah, we're basically no, we met him at ICAST, but um, oh my God, you're like, right. <laughs> we never got to hang out, but uh, we'll have the hosts together. Here's another little added, uh, little added tidbit. The host. Are we gonna have a? Are we gonna have a crossover special? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the GTP Keeper Radio host <laughs> will be at the Carpet Fest as well. So, uh, uh, I think it's a two-parter for sweeps. We're going to have one episode on our show, and then we're going to have the other episode, the finishing episode on their show. It'll be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Closing the uh, what are we on the seventh season now? I guess. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> number eleven. Are we? Is a two- oh, this is. I can't believe you haven't voted on this. Or. What? You did. Okay. I did. I thought for a second Rob... that you didn't do this. Yeah. So number 11 is Rob Stone. Rob is uh, he's, uh, he's a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show. And uh, he's probably the number one fanboy of Morality Python Radio. And uh, <laughs> I think I think that has to do with because we both used to be huge fans of Reptile Radio. And we yeah. need that weekly fix of Reptile Talk. Uh, have to have it without it. And uh, I think... It's it, when Reptile Radio kind of uh, lost its mojo there for a little while, uh, and that's kind of when we came out. Rob had no choice but to fall in love with us. <laughs> he had no choice. It's just the way it happens. You know, that's how it went. Um, yeah. So if you t- Rob's been on the show multiple times, but yes, he has. Uh, he's our like he's our plug-in uh, emergency host. Yes. When, like, you or I are need to, yeah, he always comes in and I don't and know if you've seen some of, uh, so I go over to his Facebook page, which is High Plains Herpticulture, and look at some of the chondros that he has up for sale at the moment. Uh, mm. Killer, killer stuff. Uh, really, really nice. So, not to mention the fact that we're not even getting into what is his real uh, pride and joy is his rhino rat snakes. Rhino rat snakes, uh, yeah, which is why I was bidding, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, if 
I had more snake money to blow around on places, I'd be right up there with getting them because uh, if you've wanted rhino rat snakes and wanted to get into rhino rat snakes, uh, you can't beat Rob's. And this is a good way to get right in there and grab them for a really good cause and a really good price. So Yeah, I, I uh, think hands down he's probably one of the, one of the guys, at least that yeah. I know when it comes to that in the U.S. Um, he also works with Ferai, uh, which are really cool uh, mountain king snakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I take them a lot. Uh, and, he, you know, he does some... He also works with Helmhara scrubs. Uh, you know, I don't know when he'll breed those, but um, he keeps trying, and he gets close. Hey, it's closer. all you can do. So, so uh, one day that guy is going to hatch out some Helmhara scrubs. Uh, with the amount of effort that he put into it, I hope that uh, I hope that it happens for him. So uh, yeah, and you could be right there with a voucher ready to buy up. Oh, dude! Like oh, <laughs> <laughs> if he hatches them out. I swear I better be first in line. <laughs> I swear to God. I'd say take that voucher. I don't care who has that voucher. Tell me to get out of the I'm way. I'm pushing you out of the way. So I can you know that uh what was that what was that thing with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was trying to get the, the the kid the toy the Christmas movie? Yeah, yeah, the the, the was, jingle jingle all the way or whatever the hell. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be me. Get out of the yeah. way. Get I out of the it. way. <laughs> <laughs> you need to move. How the hell is Next up is uh, Brian Schaefer from Herp House. He, uh, I kind of got confused with his original thing, but apparently he has three eggs. Three eggs? Yes, three eggs. He put a question mark there, so I'm not really sure if he's asking me if it's for three eggs or if he's telling me it's for three eggs. There are eggs? Somewhere that are bidding for something. So yeah. So basically, yeah. what he's got going on is a caramel jag, uh, caramel jag VPI clutch, and a caramel jag caramel, uh, and that's what he's got. So uh, you can. Uh, so a caramel jag get, cross with a VPI is the sire, and then a caramel. Is the mother? Am I reading that right? Uh, wait, donated two eggs from my Harris Caramel Jags VPI and one. Oh, I got it. Ah, I got it. Now I see. Okay. I can't read because I'm an idiot. Oh. So he's got two eggs from this one clutch, which is a Caramel Jag to a VPI clutch, uh, and then he's got one egg from a, a Caramel Jag from Paul Harris and Caramel. So it's in that one you stand the chance to get uh super caramel jags. But he's going basically the route of it's like potluck. Who knows what you're gonna get. Which is kind of So funny. out of those three eggs could hatch this, this, this or this, um caramels, caramel caramels, jags. super caramel jags, jags, normal jags. Right. Yeah. Okay. And number 13 is uh, Douglas Hartman, and what he's doing is he's donating uh, airbrush T-shirts. Um, you pretty much can select whatever you want on the T-shirt, and, you know. Uh, if I win that, can I get, like, a portrait of, like, you giving, like, a thumbs up? <laughs> just, yeah. just as passion underneath it. 
take yeah. the carpet fest picture. Somewhere there's a carpet fest picture. I think I was three sheets to the wind when I was eating the lungs of crabs, and I got yes. my thumbs up in the air. There you that, go. Put that right that or the one of you smiling and pointing at my incubator because your clutch was inside and <laughs> it up again. So. Yes, that's best. And my yeah. failure. <laughs> <laughs> I, have it, I have it completely immortalized. Oh, that's great! That would be awesome. I would buy that shirt. <laughs> I might want to. I'm like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bid on this now, but now I'm like, I think I might have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shad, our buddy Shad is uh, doing a day of tattooing. Um, which, which, just so everybody knows, uh, a day of tattooing is probably four or five hours, and I know somebody like with Shad's talent probably does about a hundred bucks an hour. So this is probably close to about five, six hundred dollar value on the low end, depending on the right. piece you're getting. Could be like, I mean, uh, I have two pieces on my shoulders, four sessions each of about three to four hours each time, and they're about a thousand dollars each. So break it down. This is probably about a four or five hundred dollar value of a full day of tattooing. With an artist of Shad's quality, this is insanity. And yeah. once again, if I had some more snake money, I'd be going up to Massachusetts. You have to go to Massachusetts. Um, if you want to look up Chad, uh, Shad, just Google his name along with Valhalla Tattoo. You can see his full portfolio and all that fun stuff. He's a really good artist. And yeah, uh, like I said, if I if I had the cash, I'd be going up to Massachusetts to get more uh more of my pieces done so uh and i'm picky about my tattoos i only have my one guy that i go to so uh yeah my wife wants me to win this for her (laughs) so why ain't your wife bidding i mean it's like yeah yeah she wants me to buy it see (laughs) oh i see (laughs) she don't want to pay for it she just wants oh okay well obviously but um it it's almost like if you can do this it'd be Great. Um, I know. I know a lot of Morelia heads are also uh, have tattoos or um, are into tattoos. So I know Howard has a few. I have a few. I know Amanda has a few. Um, I don't think you have any, but no. um, it's uh, it's one of those things. Matt has a bunch, so yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's a hell of a trip if you want to go up to Massachusetts. It's gorgeous up there. So yeah. go up there, go up there for the weekend, spend one day in a tattoo parlor, and then do some other shit. Right. So, good yeah. deal. Number 13 yeah. is Chris Salemi, uh, who was on the show earlier. $150 yeah. dollar voucher towards any of his animals. Uh, you can he has some cool stuff, a lot of head albino. He's had some head granite cross stuff that he did this year, some IJs. He's got some really nice IJs. I have a few of them in my uh, in my group. Uh, but uh, he has cool stuff, so go over and see his Facebook page of what he's got going on. Um, at last, we have uh, Mike Cross. He's doing a $100 voucher, and I think he posted on there what he's got available. He's got Pure IJs, Pure Jungles, which is uh, Shewitt and hair, Caramels, Caramels, Tigers, and a few other various animals. Uh you know, you can use it anytime. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can contact him. 
And that's our lineup of stuff. Uh, I think it's a pretty good mix of uh, some items. Um, there might be a surprise or two at the uh, Carpet Fest uh, for people that attend. Uh, yep. This this is just a lot of the heavy hitting stuff. There could be some added ones. If you are uh, somebody who was going to donate something to the auction, uh, you can still do that. Just message myself or Eric and we'll throw it up there. Um, but we need to know by the end of the day tomorrow because we got to give everybody time to bid. So yeah. uh, if you're going to be a last-minute addition, let us know and let us know immediately. Uh, and we'll yeah. toss your stuff up there. Please provide us with stats as well as a photograph of whatever it is you're putting up for bid. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, don't forget that, like we said at the beginning, all proceeds will go to uh, U.S. ARC, and we'll add that into the uh, shirt money that we raised when we did the booster for the shirt. Uh, yep, so it's two hundred. we raised $200 for the shirts, and so far, if the bidding numbers are already coming out the way we're going, we're looking like a little bit close to like 500 bucks something already, maybe a little bit more. I haven't really calculated everything, but we got a few bids that are already getting up there into the hundreds, so... We might even yeah. be over that by now. So. Yeah, which you know, uh, it's any any little bit helps when uh, donating U.S. Arc. So you get something cool, um, and you get to give to a good cause, and there you go. Uh, one of the things that was brought up, just so everybody knows, uh, if you're going to pay by a credit card or something like that, basically what we can do is just put it through. I think either you or me, Owen, can use like a uh, you know Square. white yeah. square and uh, put it through right to U.S. Arc, and uh, should be no issue. So if you're well, worried about no, something what like that. Yeah, I mean, no, what we're going to do is we're going to, of course, we're going to pool all the money together because yep. we obviously have to make sure people pay. Also, if you are bidding, uh, you are going to pay. If you win the auction and you back out, I will publicly shame you on every single thing. The pick of the week, Morelia Python Radio, it will be very bad for you. So if you're bidding, stand by your bid. I'm not going to have this pussy putting around where you're like, I didn't mean it. If you bid, that's your bid. Yeah. Just letting everybody know. Um, what we'll do is, of course, we'll pull all the money together and we'll do the donation to USR sometime. Uh, the, in the early week after Carpet Fest, we're going to give everybody a chance to, you know, uh, make the payment, get home, do whatever they got to do, set up shipping dates, all that other fun stuff. And then we'll right. get it all together, and then we'll make the donation to USR, like we always do, uh, in the name of the fans and listeners of Morelia Python Radio, which is always what we put it in for. So that's right. always nice, and uh, we'll get that going in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's uh, <clears throat> it's going to be a good time. Uh, so if you were on the fence, uh, if you're new to carpets, if you're new to uh, maybe you're new to pythons, maybe you're new to reptiles. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, this is uh, a good thing, and it will be a good time, and something that you won't want to miss. So yep. Uh, if you're in that area, if you go to the Hamburg show, uh, it's not far from from the Hamburg show. And I forgot to talk about the very last creme de la creme <laughs> hmm. is 
the following day, we will be heading mm-hmm. to Clyde Peeling's Reptiland. Uh, it's, it's, it's just going to be really cool because what we have set up is we have a behind-the-scenes tour uh, of the uh, of the uh, you know some of the stuff that they got going on as far as uh, mm-hmm. reptiles. I think they said it's probably about thirty to forty minutes behind the scenes. Uh, yep. There's a maximum of ten people. They can do a little more than ten if it need be, but to keep things comfortable, they put it at ten. We're going to be headed there to do the behind-the-scenes tour at one o'clock. We can leave earlier, uh, so we can go around the park before we get there. We can go there. We can go around the park after we're done. Uh, the place is open till about six six o'clock. I think they said uh, mm-hmm. five or six. I think it's six. Um, what, how it works is it's, uh, 16 bucks to get into the, into the park and it's 30 bucks to do the behind the scenes tour. So it comes out to be 46 bucks, which I mean, that's not bad to be able to go behind one of the coolest, uh, you know, they're just all reptiles at this place. I think they have some other, maybe some, some various, maybe one or two other type of animals, but for the most part, it's just a reptile zoo, uh, and they're yeah, ADA they, accredited. Uh... Yep. And yep. Uh, they have, they have well, at least when I went there, I don't know, you've been there uh, before me, but they have some really cool species of uh, reptiles that Komodos, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's just going to be really cool to... Uh, it is a very well put together reptile zoo, and they do everything in house from building the enclosures all the way on up. Uh, it is primarily reptiles. I think they have some emu and uh, some flying foxes, but that's it. Everything else other than that is just straight up reptile. Um, right. And they did get approval sometime in the past two years uh, for Komodo, and they have the Komodo setup is really cool. So um, it's definitely a really, really, really nice place. Normally, uh, Normally it would be the um, uh, it, it's a little bit of a haul. So normally, unless you have a reason you're going out that way, you don't normally go out there for uh, a trip. But we're gonna do it anyway, just because it's a really cool place and it is an all reptile park. So um, definitely go. We're gonna have some there's some lunch and stuff out there, but uh, it's gonna be a fun way to wrap up uh, everybody's carpet fest weekend. Of course, you you and I. We can continue the next day, but um, <laughs> yeah, one of those things. Um, I think I think it was just like a little added bonus. Last year, yeah. what we kind of did was we kind of when we were coming back from Carpet Fest, we stopped at the Baltimore Aquarium uh, and we checked it out, and that was that was pretty neat with their Australia display. This time, we figured you know you don't even have to go with us. I mean, you could just head over. Um, in your own yeah. cars or whatever, and, you know, if you want it, to. It's definitely not mandatory. a little while. Yeah. It's, it's, I will it's, say it's, that everyone needs to be out of my house when I'm leaving. So, um, well, obviously. If, <laughs> if your plan is to lay in my house hungover, you better get the hell out by the time I am getting out. So, yeah. um, it's just one of those things. Uh, if you feel like driving separately, this way you can head home right afterwards. That's perfectly fine. If you don't want to go, you definitely don't have to. Uh, but it would be something cool to do, and we're you're welcome to join us. We'd love to have you. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, check out their website. Uh, I think it's uh, ClydePeelingReptiles.com. You can see what kind of uh, animals they have and some of their exhibits and, and all that info uh, for you. So uh, pretty much a solid weekend of, uh, you know, tickling your inner hurt nerd. And uh, <laughs> I can't uh, I can't think of uh, a better time. So uh, if you if you miss out, then that's your loss. Um, yep. So yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up and we'll roll out, and uh, we'll, hopefully we'll see you all at uh, the Carpet Fest this Saturday. Um, so what do we got? So for us, Morelia Python Radio, you can check out our website, uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. You can, uh, for updates from us, you can follow us on Twitter, and our handle is at Morelia Python. Uh, you can like our Facebook page, which is Morelia Python Radio. If you have any questions or comments, send them to info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Now that Carpet Fest is over, uh, for <laughs> us, uh, <laughs> it will be much easier to get some awesome guests on the show, uh, have some uh, some some cool ideas lined up, uh, you know, some Antaresia stuff. We'd love to talk with uh, uh, Peter Birch. Uh, at some point, he'll be coming on. Uh, we're going to get some more, uh, bloods and short tail shows. Uh, you know, we're due for some chondro talk. Uh, you know, I'd like to, uh, stretch out and do some other, uh, pythons outside of the range. I know I was talking to somebody about doing a super dwarf and dwarf retic show. Uh, just some of the misconceptions about what that is. And they're from actually from the UK, the people that I'm talking to. So, wow. It's uh it'll be cool. Um you know, I I think that uh you know, I I would really love to talk to some people about like some of the more obscure stuff like some of the Maclots and <laughs> some of that kind of stuff. I'd love we, to talk uh, to a breeder about olives, you know. We should talk to uh Brett. Uh he was the one who fucked me up with some of my last stuff, so we'll uh we'll reach out to him. I think he'd be cool to have on. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So look forward to some uh, some some cool shows in the in the near future um, uh, for Ray Python Radio. Uh, let's see. As far as myself, uh, you can. Uh, I should say one more thing, real quick. Uh, if you want to uh, check out the Facebook group uh, that we run, check out Morelia Pick of the Week. Uh, we kind of. Even though it's called Morelia Pick of the Week, and for the most part it is all Morelia, we do let some other python species slide in there. Uh, but uh, for the most part, that's your carpet pythons and your chondros, uh, probably the best stuff from around the world. Uh, it's a great group of people, so if you uh, if you want to check out what's going on in the world of Morelia, that's your spot. Uh, and... Let's see. As far as myself, Evie Morelia, check out my website, evmorelia.com. Uh, you can get updates from that and Twitter, Evie Morelia. I also have an Instagram, which is Evie Morelia, and a uh, Facebook page. And if you want uh, questions or comments for me, Eric at evmorelia.com is my email address. Uh, don't forget that we have the $500 voucher for any available animals. If you want to see what we have, go to the 2015 Breeding 
diary page for an idea of what I have going on. Uh, and it doesn't have to be used this year. So I know there was a couple people that were interested in some, some granite stuff. So hopefully next year I'm going to be having some pairings uh, across my fingers, which would be caramel granites, caramel granite jags, super caramel granite jags, zebra granites, zebra granite jags, stuff like that. So if, if that's your thing, you don't have to get it this year. Uh, you can get it next year, this year, and stuff mm-hmm. I had from last year is pretty much all albino stuff, zebra head albino, zebra jags, caramels, that kind of stuff. You know, the stuff that I'm going to tempt Ellen with. <laughs> yep, yep, see. <laughs> uh, so so that's that's all I got for me. Uh, I'll let Owen uh, say his piece, and then we are out of here. Yep. All right. Uh, for myself, uh, you can go over to rogue-reptiles.com. It is still being updated, so we'll get to that eventually. I'm kind of a little busy right now. Um the other place you can go is to Rogue Reptiles at Facebook.com to see all the animals that we have for sale, uh, as well as the future projects. As far as the voucher, we have a $200 voucher up in the Carpet Fest auction, which can be used for any animal uh, through Rogue, whether it be for sale at the moment or as a future baby. You don't have to use it immediately. Uh, what we have coming is caramel tiger jags are coming, and we have uh, super red tiger jags coming at the moment we're still waiting on potentially a few other animals uh to drop eggs but we'll see how it goes currently though we still have some red jags super caramel jags caramel jags caramels and bread lie uh up for sale so if you want to use the voucher for any one of those or if you want any of those babies contact me um, we will not be vending the june 13th hamburg reptile show we still have not gotten our tables adjusted from missing out on the last Hamburg show. Uh, but we will be, at, I will be attending. So if you got it, if you want to buy any animals, I can always bring them there to deliver. And then we'll be back on track. And I promise we'll be at the August Hamburg show. I don't care if I got to kill somebody for it. Uh, we're going to be back where we're supposed to be. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. And that's all we got. Uh, if you are coming to Carpet Fest, we look forward to seeing you. If you are still on the fence about it, get off the damn fence and come to Carpet Fest. Uh, if you are not coming to Carpet Fest, we're sorry you couldn't make it. And we're going to have a lot of pictures and a lot of fun to make you jealous. Um, and we'll hopefully see as many people as we can Saturday. And we'll catch everybody else back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... 
It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates and materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.